0: FM 96.1 AM 11:70 The answer Welcome to the Andrea K show
2: She's blonde, 5'2 and 102 pounds
0: of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K.
3: <laughs> you know what? I was so exhausted today. I, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to get my groove on when I got in here in the studio. But I, I, I'm feeling it, man. Probably because it's Friday. Fry-yay. Don't not worry. Be happy, y'all. Glad to have you here with me. I am Andre K. Dynamite in a Dress, a.k.a. Dynamite in Leggings tonight because it is Friday and I'm ready to share this time with you all. In a, I'm in a relaxed, chill mode. Uh, we like to do a little a little fun here on our Friday show, so later on in the show, we've actually got a comedian who's going to be here who's a, a contestant in a laugh-off, I guess, if you will, coming up in January, and she's going to be here to make us all laugh a little later on the show. Her name is Jessie Pitcock, and uh, before Jessie, we actually got Julio, my buddy Julio Rivera, the conservarican who's got a TV show out, America's Common Ground, is going to be here to talk about Cohen Never can say goodbye. No, no, no. He never can say. You remember that song from the '70s, DJ Karat Sticks?
4: Maybe if I heard it sung in the right key. <laughs> uh,
3: really? I was gonna. I was saving your intro for the end, and you threw me under the bus. Uh, Cohen never can say goodbye. He's on his What Happened tour. Remember Hillary? She wouldn't go away either. And I'm wondering if you know um, if he's going to try to do a talking tour before he goes into the the clink in March, and if they're going to have to, he, his tickets are going to probably go for about the same as the Clintons. With their with the group on, you can go see the Clintons for like six bucks. And I'm thinking Cohen's at this point should go for about five dollars. So Julio is going to be here to talk about that, but then of course the man who's good, who's here to take your calls if you want to call in on anything 888-344-1170 that's 888-344-1170 it's dj carrot sticks i like dj carrot sticks
4: so the over under is two segments uh, for you to keep your leg warmers on <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're right, I forgot because I, I love my leg warmers. it's my throwback. Um, they were they, they everything old is new again, like we talked about recently on the show. Leg warmers were a hot thing I guess do the flash dance days and then they came back a couple years ago I bought me a few pairs and I fell in love with them and I thought you know what I don't care if they're out of style. AK keeps it old school with the leg warmers and then I get in here to the studio and the lights are on and there's no. You start getting
4: fired up. I
3: get fired up. I get fired up and the leg warmers come off. Uh, Speaking of getting fired up, this just, while we have the incoming New York Attorney General, the Mueller investigators, the Mueller investigation, as well as the Democrats, all pledging To do a probe more invasive than a proctology exam of President Trump, his personal dealings, his business dealings, that even of his family being threatened. While that's going on, we have obstruction of justice covering up the crimes that have been committed. And I'm not even just talking about the crimes that were already covered up, Hillary Clinton's crimes, the crimes that were covered up in the FBI. We now have more reports of attempts to cover up what was done in the weaponized FBI and DOJ. We now find out that Peter Strzok and Lisa Page's phones were cleaned, were wiped clean before, conveniently before, the inspector general was able to, able to review them. I said either last night or a couple nights ago, I refuse. <clears throat> I refuse to participate in the, the push That we can't criticize the FBI without a disclaimer. Just like we can't say, talk about Islamic terror without saying not all Muslims are terrorists. Just like we can't talk about the border and the invasion happening at the border without saying not all Mexicans who are coming here are going to kill Americans. We're now expected to say not it's the corruption at the FBI and the deep states, not the rank and file. It's just the leadership. Well, let me tell you, it was somebody in the rank and file who deleted, did a, quote, factory reset. Of Peter Strzok's phone. You tell me how that woman who said the cleaner, I don't have her name, she quote, determined that it did not contain records that needed to be retained. Really? Isn't isn't that taught in like FBI 101? That when you've got a man who was the lead investigator of Hillary Clinton. I mean, we're talking about a man who was in charge of the most important investigations in the history of this country. He was removed from his position. He's a material witness. And she didn't preserve the records? Who made, What made her think she had the right to determine what government records related to this material witness should be preserved and what were relevant or not? This is why I said the other night, and before I even knew the story, that at this point, we have the right to think that the entire bunch of them at the FBI are all in on it together. They have to petition for my respect at this point and for my trust because I don't have it. And then on top of it, we've got Mueller coming out defending what was done, defending the ambush that Comey mocked and laughed at, an ambush on a U.S. military hero. There's no excuse for what was done to him. And Mueller's Mueller's excuse today, his defense of what was done by Jim Comey is to say, well, nobody made him lie. How do we know he lied? Because according to the FBI investigators who went in and interrogated Flynn, they said they didn't think he lied at the time. And to Neil Cavuto today from Your World with Neil Cavuto and others who think, well, well, then why would he plead guilty? He must have lied. So it doesn't matter how he was treated. It doesn't matter that he was intentionally coaxed into thinking that it was just a friendly conversation with a leak to the media the day before and then telling him he didn't need to have a lawyer present. Well, you know, none of that matters the way he was treated because he lied. So, you know, he deserved to have his constitutional rights trampled. Uh, Let me remind you all of Sidney Powell and her book, License to Lie, in which she details the methods that are used by the FBI and the Department of Justice to do just what happened here. To coerce and to bully targets into pleading guilty to things that they didn't do. Look at Cohen. It is not a crime to pay somebody for their silence. It is done all day, every day, especially out here on the West Coast involving Hollywood. In fact, a story broke that CBS paid nine and a half million dollars to keep Elijah Cushdew, I think is her name. I think she might have been in, in total. Uh, I can't remember which Schwarzenegger movie that, that was It Schwarzenegger. Yeah, the one uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis, I think. I think that's the only movie that I'm familiar with. Nine and a half million to keep her silent. And so it involved the media, people. Total Lies, I think, is the movie Eliza Kushtu was in. It was True Lies. True Lies, that's right. Great movie. I can't watch it now because it's got Schwarzenegger in it, but it was so great at the time that it came out. That, that's my kind of flick. Uh, so it involved the media. There's a term, actually. It is so commonplace for the media to buy a story and hold on to it to protect the reputation of people running for office. Primarily, as well as big wigs in business and most importantly in Hollywood, it's a common practice. So Cohen pleaded guilty to something that was not even a crime. Then he's going around. We're going to talk to Julio about that in a minute, why he would do this. He's doing it because he's hoping that if he cooperates, he's going to get less time. So yes, Neil Cavuto and others, the fact that Mike Flynn, General Flynn, pled guilty to the crime doesn't mean that he did it. In fact, the, the people involved here, this Andrew Weissman, should have lost his license to practice law, let alone being brought in. He is the man who bullied execs when he was in the Enron case and Arthur Anderson case. He destroyed, he put Arthur Anderson and 30,000 employees out of business by <clears throat> in fraudulent means. There were many executives who pled guilty because they couldn't afford to defend themselves anymore. And they thought, well, I'm going down, so I'm going to cop a plea. I'm going to plea to something that I didn't do so I can get lesser jail time and I can preserve my family and leave them with at least five bucks and be able to buy a pack of, sack of potatoes. This is their game plan. And that Andrew Weissman, in fact, he withheld exculpatory evidence, so much so that in one of the rare times in history of the United States, it was a 9-0 to decision to overturn the ruling. To overturn that decision and Arthur Anderson, but of course the business was already under. He accomplished what he wanted out of it. And is it is an absolute disgrace that he is still not only practicing law, but he is on a team in which he is a part of a takedown of a free and fairly elected President Trump. There is no explanation to me for why this investigation has been allowed to continue why, while Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, McCabe, Comey, and the rest are allowed to be walking around and have not already been doing perp walks. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to my buddy, Julio Rivera. We're going to pick up the conversation about Cohen and other fun haps. And he's going to tell us what's going on with him and his, his, uh, conservative Maybe you'll have an update for us as well on what's happening in Puerto Rico. Later on, we're going to talk about, did y'all know everybody's talking today about a seven year old who tragically died while in border patrol custody. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but we're also going to talk about a rally that I'm not seeing on mainstream media anywhere. It's a pro-wall rally happening down at the border. We've got that to talk about and more. Don't go anywhere. More Andrea Casio coming up. Don't let your assets paid off or not go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H A T L E Y lawgroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. HatleyLawgroup.com.
0: FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego, The Answer.
3: Hi, this is Andrea Kay. on behalf of Move America Forward. We are underway in our drive to send care packages to our armed forces deployed overseas for Christmas, and we hope you'll join us. You have in the past, and we need your help again.
7: You walk down the post office, and there's a package with your name on it. You open it up. It's got coffee. It's got uh, candies. It's got socks. It's got all these items in there. And everyone around you is like, man, that's awesome. I wish I could get a care package. And you share that with your uh, fellow uh, soldiers. You share that with your family members
3: overseas with you. Care packs are ready to go with all sorts of premium cookies, coffee, Gatorade, and even some holiday treats. However, we can't send any of them without your help. We're asking you to go to the phone and give generously, dictate a personal greeting, and then select the number of care packs you'd like to send. It's easy to do. And when those in our armed forces receive your care packs, they'll tear up with joy that you took the time to remember their sacrifice. When
7: you receive that care package, it it resonates to everybody that there's somebody back home loving you and wanting you to
6: be safe
7: and showing that gratitude. And that that uh, resonates throughout the entire unit, the entire House
3: of Soldiers call 855 the number 7 troops 855 787 6677 right now to say thank you for each $100 donation you'll receive a $20 gift certificate for Richard Walker's Pancake House that's 855 the number 7 and the word troops or give online at the your gift of $100 sends four care packs and while supplies last, each $100 donation earns a $20 gift certificate to Richard Walker's Pancake House. Call 855 the number 7 troops, 855-787-6677. That's 855 the number 7 and the word troops or give online at the FM 96.1 AM
0: 11:70 The Answer.
5: Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julio's never heard that song before when, as an intro into one of his segments. Right, Julio? My buddy Julio Rivera, the conservarican, got a great TV show coming out soon called America's Common Ground. Hey, Julio.
7: Hey, what's going on, Andrea? Always a pleasure to visit your show.
3: Oh uh, well, I just wish you were here in studio with me. But thank you for coming on tonight. And uh, so much happening. Um, I know that uh, I don't know if you've been watching this Cohen dude. He's on. He's on like the, the Hillary Clinton. What mm-hmm. happened to her? You know why? You know I mean, this was a dude who once said he would take a bullet for President Trump, and now he's going around. You know, like you know, like the spokesperson for for Mueller.
7: This guy would not even take a nerf bullet for Donald Trump. Let me tell you something. First of all, he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer, right? So he should understand the difference between doing something that's probably morally inept and a little bit wrong versus doing something that's actually illegal. No Crime was committed. There was an official from the FEC that even said that the payout to, t- to Stormy Daniels didn't constitute the breaking of any laws. The only reason that they have a charge and there is a criminal conviction is because Michael Cohen cut a deal to probably avoid a much larger sentence for tax fraud related to his taxi medallion businesses and his real estate business in order to uh, take this uh, smaller. prison sentence by giving the Mueller investigation something to hang their hat on. This is all that occurred here.
3: Well, do you think that this, and I I ask this seriously, do you think that part of the deal was this media tour? Because, you know, the left is, you've got to look at the way that the FBI and the DOJ have been coordinating with the media. They they coordinated with with the media in order to get the phony FISA warrants. They coordinated with the media in order to just to in order to soften General Flynn and think that it was a friendly conversation. They have been using the media in a variety of different ways. The media colluded with the Hillary uh, Clinton campaign as well as the Obama administration at the going back to the beginning of when the emails were the email felonious email scheme was emerged. So I'm wondering, literally, if it was not part of the deal. Between the Mueller, the Mueller team, the deep state FBI and the DOJ that he go on ABC and do and do this media tour to trash Trump.
7: Yeah, exactly. This is the remaking of his public image, probably in anticipation of him coming out with a book on this. So he's probably going to come out with a book. I could already market it myself you know, Trump's secrets or something like that. Yeah. It's going to be a whole bunch of nonsense, another nothing burger. There's not going to be any information about any actual crimes that were ever actually committed. They're probably allowing him to do this because the state is probably, you know, the federal government is probably going to go after him on tax issues. So this is going to be a means for him to raise the money that he's going to need for his legal defense. I mean, I can see that very clearly.
3: Well, you know, we're uh... – we're not seeing General Flynn being invited on ABC, you know, to discuss this. Maybe, maybe is, but you know, the, this is clearly, you know, the the media is being used as a, a tool to destroy President Trump. And I hope that nobody down the road spends five. They will. The left, the same people that are buying Michelle Obama's book, so she can trash America and call us such a bunch of white privileged racists. They're the same people that would buy Cohen's book, and you know, uh, yeah. the the rest of us get the deal. The rest of us know that the Obama that. Uh, uh Obama committed campaign finance violations to the two involving at least in one instance alone $2 million. And this is typically mm-hmm. ha- handled in a civil manner and you pay a fine and you move on. You know, there was never even an investigation into the fact that President Obama, actually, there were reports that when he was running for president that he was receiving global donations, which is illegal, into his campaign i'm not even talking about and of course there still has not been a proper investigation of hillary clinton in the pay for play scheme and what was offered uh to other governments when they were donating 20 million dollars for example from saudi arabia into the clinton foundation when she was running for president suddenly all the donations to the clinton foundation dried up when she didn't get get the nomination
7: exactly i've always said that this was a preemptive strike by the deep state against this president. And the reason being, look who's running the investigation. It's not that hard to put the pieces together. Bob Mueller was the head of the intelligence community during the first term of President Obama when Hillary Clinton was the Secretary, secretary of State and was monetizing the State Department. He basically a rubber stamp. The Russian uh, Uranium One deal. He rubber-stamped arms deals to Middle Eastern countries, uh, you know, these horrible countries that commit human rights violations because they had been contributing to the uh, Clinton Foundation. So, this is, we're going to get you before you get us. That's what it boils down to.
3: Yeah, and, you know, I don't know if you got to see, because you've been super busy out here on the West Coast doing your thing, uh, (laughs) uh, Mr. East Coast, and I don't know if you got a chance to see any of the hearings yesterday. It confirmed what people like Charles Ortel and others had said, you know, here on the show that the Clinton Foundation was operating as a foreign agent. They failed to record that with FARA, which is, I think, what they, they got jail time for George Papadopoulos. He went they went on to say in front of in these hearings that with the Clinton Foundation that they were a profit, a for profit enterprise that was basically a family partnership. And they violated all the rules. They're not a charity. It's basically been a charity fraud. Where's the investigation? And in fact, why didn't Huber, the Jeff Sessions assigned to investigate the Clinton Foundation and Uranium One from the Clinton Foundation pay-for-play schemes and the way that it was not operating as a charity, the way that it was supposed to as well as Uranium One, why didn't he come before Congress yesterday?
7: Exactly, exactly. And, you, and listen, who's he tied to? He's tied to Comey. Comey, who investigated the Clintons in the 90s and didn't bring charges against them for taking, for running again yet another pay per play scheme where they were taking $200,000 a pop for pardons. It's always been dirty. And that's the reason why there's people on the left and people on the right. that are against this president because he's the only person committed to breaking up that system.
3: Yeah. Um, I know I didn't tell you before the show I was going to ask you about this, but I don't know if you heard uh, speaking of media and media collusion. I don't know if you heard that the weekly standard is finally finally closing down. Did you hear that story? Yes,
7: I did hear that. I did hear that. Yes.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't I I don't know if you ever, you know, I, I used to respect and love the weekly standard. Fred Barnes, what used to be a, a regular on my show back when I first started the Andrew e. K. show on the fifth anniversary of nine 11, when I was working on a documentary, I interviewed Fred Barnes at the weekly standard. I used to love that o- organization. That's where I met major general Bob scales. And I, then he became a regular on my show. I had so much respect for them and I have to, and, and, and I was, you know, when they went never Trumper, and which to me was spitting in the face of Trump supporters and Americans who are conservatives. To me, it spelled the end for them. And then to see, and they and they have been for two years. They have not been hitting hard on Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, and, and her. No, it's all been anti-Trump, anti-Trump. And so I was t- disturbed to see the quote from um, Stephen Hayes, who said uh, many media outlets have responded to the challenges of the moment by prioritizing affirmation over information. Uh, giving into the pull of polarization and the lure of clickbait. Um, He shouldn't be throwing Fox, who he's alluding to there, into the bus because that's probably the only gig he's got left. He goes on to say, I'm proud that we've remained both conservative and independent, providing substantive reporting and analysis based on facts, logic, and reason. Oh, uh, GAC. I mean, they have been nothing but spitting it, like I said, spitting in the face of you know conservatives for a long time, you know when are, when are these never trumpers going to learn Julio that, you know, know. I mean, if they want to bash Trump, some it's some going to
7: cost them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. And the people have spoken, the country is sick of it, and that's the reason why Trump has overwhelming support. You know, so all these people that were that went against, and I could understand at the very beginning, listen, how many times did you have me on your show three years ago that me and you were going uh, to battle over Trump? And I, yeah. was, and I wasn't necessarily a never-Trumper, but I, I was at a different camp at the time. He was unproven. But I think based on his performance, based on the integrity that he's shown trying to fulfill every campaign promise that he made on the campaign trail, which, wow, what a novel idea for a politician to actually follow through on what they promised. At this point, all of that should have ended, especially on our side of the aisle. I can understand, you know, leftist media being anti-Trump because they're going to be anti-Trump because they don't believe in the agenda. But why, why are conservatives still carrying that, 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 uh, that torch?
3: Exactly, because you look at his his agenda, which is the people's agenda, and it's conservative. He is the most conservative. Mm-hmm. His agenda is the most conservative of any president mm-hmm. that I know in my lifetime. In fact, you know, even in some ways more than than Ronald Reagan. Reagan. He has yeah, spoken more. Than more I think
7: he's more conservative than Reagan. It's, yes, it's he far, is. The, yeah. He's
3: the most pro life president. He's doing everything he can to secure the border. Mm-hmm. The tax reductions that he gave us, we would have had a repeal and replace of Obamacare had it not been for the rhinos in the party. Uh, I don't know if yeah, you yeah, heard breaking news. Yeah, John yeah. McCain. There was some breaking news out of Texas I haven't had a chance to get into. Trish Regan was reporting that a Texas judge has said that Obamacare is unconstitutional. So we'll see if that's finally going to work its way up to the Supreme Court because they said that without the mandate, the mandate's unconstitutional. And without that mandate, the entire thing falls apart is what this judge had said. So he struck the whole thing as unconstitutional. That could be huge for us, Julio, because one thing that we need going into 2020, and I'll let you wrap it up after I make the statement. One of the things we need going into 2020 that we didn't have going into the midterms is we need to have more of President Trump's, which is our agenda items, fulfilled. Those campaign promises kept. And it wasn't Trump that failed us there. It was the GOP.
7: Exactly. And just to make another point about that in terms of Obamacare, we know that John Roberts is going to fail us. This will be the first true test of what we got when we are uh, nominated, Brett Kavanaugh—if he—if right. this does make it to the Supreme Court, it'd be interesting to see how he votes on that.
3: Absolutely. Well, Julio, any updates on before I let you go on uh, America's Common Ground?
7: Yes, we are setting up, and uh, we will—the debut episode will be up on Amazon Fire, Roku, and Apple TV shortly, and you guys can go to AmericasCommonGround.tv for more information on the program.
3: All right. Well, thanks for being here. Safe travels back to the East Coast, my friend.
7: Thank you. Actually, I was coming back from Europe. I'm flying from D.C. to the east to, to New Jersey now. But, yes, I, thank you so much for that.
3: When were you in Europe, baby? You're globetrotting now. I was now. in
7: Europe for the last week. I'm international, baby. You, cool. know, you know I get around.
3: Julio's so cool. He's global. All right, baby. Thanks so much for being here. Have a good night, my friend, and a great weekend. Right.
7: Thank you so much for having me on, Andrew. I love you.
3: All right. Love you, too. All right. Now, um, big news today. There was a tragic story of a seven-year-old who died in custody with the Border Patrol. Everybody's talking about that today, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of people talking about the pro-wall, pro-Trump rally that happened at the border and who was down there. We're going to talk about that and more on the other side of the break. Stay tuned, more Andrea K Show coming up.
5: Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
2: Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple Steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose.
5: An extraordinary adventure to Israel can be yours. Join the Stand with Israel tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher happening December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Learn more today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com.
2: The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so
5: much of it to the IRS? The Small Business Tax Specialists at AV Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com.
3: On a typical autumn day in Afghanistan, it can be as cold as 30 degrees. As autumn turns to winter, it can reach as low as 15 degrees. It's rainy, windy, and miserable. But the men and women who serve our nation answer that call. They fight back those who want to harm us. They are our true American heroes. But sadly, many are all but forgotten. They're no longer receiving care packs and reminders of a home. And when those in our armed forces receive your care packs, they'll tear up with joy that you took the time to remember their sacrifice. Call 855 the number 7 troops 855 787 6677. Right now, to say thank you for each $100 donation, you'll receive a $20 gift certificate for Richard Walker's Pancake House. That's 855 the number 7 and the word troops or give online at the Please join Move America Forward to send care packs full of premium coffee, jerky, cookies, personal care items and more. Call 855 7 troops. That's 855 7 troops or give online at the theans- San
1: With our high utility rates, the last thing you need is to waste energy. If your home comfort system is constantly cycling on and off, or if you have hard or cold pockets in your home, that's a red flag. Proper maintenance prolongs the life of your system and saves you money on energy costs. Jackson and Foster Heating and Air have been honored as a North American Contractor of the Year for providing superior service and top quality HVAC products at affordable rates. They're pretty proud of that award and look forward to showing you how they earned that honor. They offer 24-hour emergency service on every major brand. They won't try to sell you a new system if you don't need one and will never recommend any parts that are not necessary. Call Jackson and Foster Heating and Air for a cleaning and inspection. Mention radio and save $25 on your service call. Jackson and Foster Heating and Air. Our family serving your family since 1931. Call 619-667-4328. 619-667-4328.
8: 619-667-4328. This holiday season, treat everybody to rich, decadent brownies from Vermont Brownie Company. Hi, I'm Shawna Litzky, founder of Vermont Brownie Company. When I started 10 years ago, I had one goal in mind, to make the best brownies around using the freshest ingredients. Today, we have lots of delicious flavors, including maple toffee crunch, peanut butter, and our award-winning dark chocolate chef brownie that beat world-renowned chef Bobby Flay. All of our brownies are baked in Vermont using local farm-fresh ingredients Ingredients and rich Belgian chocolate. And every Vermont Brownie gift is shipped free in fun holiday packaging. We also have great options for corporate gifts. Christmas delivery is guaranteed, but order soon because time is running out. And it's easy. Go to VermontBrownie.com. That's VermontBrownie.com. Don't wait. This holiday season, show everyone on your gift list just how special they are with a freshly baked, delicious gift from Vermont Brownie Company.
0: FM ninety six point one AM eleven seventy. The Answer
5: News, Politics, and Current Events. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
3: Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. That's a good little groove you got going on there, DJ Karis Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing this weekend? You going dancing?
4: I will not be dancing. I will be in the Pacific Beach Christmas Parade.
3: PB parade, baby!
4: I'm not playing Santa. Okay. I am. Uh, it's me and the 1904 cruisers. We're okay. dressing up, decorating our bikes with garland, all that kind of stuff. Man. And one of my buddies has a bike trailer with a sleigh that he built. So it's a bike trailer. Like a trailer, it's got a. You can put more stuff on it. It's like a flatbed, but oh, for a bike. Off
3: the bat okay.
4: And uh, and we and he made a sleigh to put on there, and he, and we're putting a giant teddy bear in there. Oh. But we'll see. Well, I am getting. I paid the $25 to be judged, so we'll see what place we come to. is <laughs> our first year doing it, so I've watched it for many years, but I've never yeah. been it, so I'm very excited.
3: I've actually never been to the PB Parade because, if it, you know, to me, if it's not a Mardi Gras parade, like, what's the point? You know, are you going to throw anything out? I mean, do y'all throw out, like, items to people that are lining the parade route? Because if you're not going to throw me something, mister. Well, that was the thing.
4: Yeah. I was really excited about throwing out candy canes. Okay. Well, you read the disclaimer and all the stuff you signed. You cannot throw anything. Yeah, because it can put someone's eye out or something. But you can hand them a candy cane. So since we're on our bikes, we can go to the side and we'll hand them a candy cane. That is
3: ridiculous. The day that they come up with that nonsense down in New Orleans during Mardi Gras is that because why would you even go to the crew of Tux parade if they're not going to throw out rolls of toilet paper? I mean, really, that's the that's the Tulane crew. That's the crew of Tulane. Anyway, um, I, I there was a pro wall rally at the border today. Before I get into that. I have got another kind of like a, a social, kind of like a. I don't know if this is a pop culture. I, I've got kind of a. Uh, I don't even know what to call this. Okay, you order from the meal delivery services, DJ Khaled sticks. I never do that. I, I do
4: Grubhub I, every once in a while.
3: Yeah, um, we're not no no uh, sponsorship there for Grubhub, but there's a variety of different meal services. I guess there's one called Zomato, and the delivery partner. Um, this is in India, but it, it was a fascinating story to me because this dude, one of the one of their delivery partners was caught eating out of the food. He opens up the package, starts gnawing on it. Then he like levels it back off, reseals the food. And I don't even know how how it was caught on camera. So it goes viral that this dude was eating out of the food delivery. Of course, my stomach's turning as I'm seeing this. And what was fascinating to me was the people defending him. This is how sick we've gotten as a culture, that instantly the assumption was, is that he was this starving, hungry guy, so how can you blame him for eating out of food containers that somebody's about to get, thinking that, you know, it's fresh from the oven? And oh, by the way, when you watch the video, if you go online, you know, dude ain't starving. It's kind of like all the migrants up at the border that supposedly have been starving, and, you know, meanwhile, the is complaining that it's pig food and she's too good to eat it. Would you, I mean... Would you ever order from Grubhub again if you saw this happening?
4: Pro tip, I never get anything with the cream sauce. <laughs>
3: um, I, you know, I've heard, like, my brother used to deliver pizzas for a pizza company in Slidell, which is the North Shore of, of New Orleans. And, you know, some of, some of the stuff I know that happens with food delivery is just, I, I, that's why I don't do it.
4: Well, so. you got to think, I mean, how much stuff happens in a kitchen anyways to before the food even gets delivered.
3: That's true. And I will tell you as a waitress, uh, be careful how you treat the food staff if you want to send some food back. I've never served a sneezer, but let me tell you it happens. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It happens. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Back Uh, to no cream sauce. (laughs) I don't like white stuff anyway. I don't eat mayonnaise. I don't eat sour cream. I don't, don't eat creme fraiche. I don't eat ice cream. I'm not into the white stuff. i um, got to get serious here for a minute because a tra- tragic story came out uh, that everybody's been talking about involving the migrant caravans. This has been an, an incredibly dangerous journey for the people that do this. The organizers of this don't care how dangerous it is for women that get raped along the way. They don't care how dangerous it is for the children that are being used as props that are being exploited by the families and the parents, as well as by traffickers. It is an incredibly dangerous situation. Horrible conditions that these these children, these people are, are being put through. So a seven-year-old girl reportedly dies in custody with the Border Patrol. She was with the Border Patrol for approximately eight hours. There are some differing reports um, uh, involving the Border Patrol and how they handled the situation. I'm hearing that the father signed a form that said she was in good health. There are forms that they're asked to sign, and we know that they're asked to sign forms if they want to. Some of the time, they are separated where their parents sign a form that where they leave their kid in the country, and they go back to the home country. So I don't know if this father signed the form or not, but here's what we do know. It's not the Border Patrol's fault that this girl had not had any food or water for days. Whatever condition she was in that she died from while in the Border Patrol custody was was— foisted on her and inflicted on her by her father, not the border patrol. And shame on everybody on the left who are using the death. She's being used by the left in this country, just like she was used by the organizers and the parents and everybody else involved in this caravan that led to her death. We need a wall at the border. And I tell you whose death, what deaths are equally tragic, if not more so, are the deaths of American citizens at the hands of illegals who come into this country. And some of those families were at the border today. I didn't see anybody in the mainstream media covering it. Didn't see much local coverage, but one station that was covering it. We know the angel families, President Trump. These are the families that the left doesn't care anything about. Because the deaths of their loved ones don't matter to the left because they can't use their deaths in a way to push their agenda. In fact, their deaths hurt the left's agenda because the left is trying to abolish ICE. The left wants open borders. The left wants a flood of individuals to come in this country so they can immediately vote and vote Democrat. That's the play. That's what it's about. So we had some angel families who were at the border today telling their tragic stories of loss today in support of President Trump and, more importantly, in support of the wall for this country. DJ Carrot Sticks, do we have some clips?
8: There is innocent Americans who are being killed because of unsecured borders. You know, this this is the only thing that viewers see on national news is a big, beautiful fence like this. But I've got pictures of just barbed wire fence in areas in Arizona where there's no fencing. And so that's what we want to make Americans
3: aware of. That clip was from a mom whose son died, I think, in 2014. He was a police officer. And uh, to see her speak today and to see her hold up images of her son, and it would be tragic if, if he wasn't an incredibly handsome young man. Um, I, I can't even remember how, how he died. Um, he was. It just says that he was, he, was, he was a police officer who was killed by, by an illegal. DJ Carrot Sticks, do we have more?
9: He hit uh, my daughter from behind. Um, she was on the hood of his truck for over 200 feet, he was worried about being deported. He flung her off and never stopped.
3: Yeah, flung her off and never stopped. The 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 driving under the influence, the DUI rate of these illegals is is huge. The young boy here in San Diego that was left with with trauma injuries to his head. I haven't heard the updated stories on him. That illegal had been deported 15 times and had countless DUIs. The the play from the prosecutors in California and and along the 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 even up the northwest, in order that what they're doing is they're allowing these illegals who get caught drunk driving and driving under the influence to plead out to lesser charges to avoid deportation. So then they get back behind the wheel and they drive drunk again. In fact, uh, getting back to the the first clip that we had and the, her son, the police officer Brandon Mendoza, um. He was killed by a drunk driver. Uh, The drunk driver had driven over 35 miles wrong on four freeways before slamming head-on into her son before killing him. And that's, she says, that's when her fight began four and a half years ago. And I will continue until all Americans understand. There are innocent Americans being killed because of unsecured borders. She went on to say, we stand firm with President Trump. Angel family, support him. Shut Shut down the government. We need to, we need. A standalone border security act. Well said. It's absolutely true. There's been, when President Trump brought all the Angel families, I can't remember now when it was, um, uh, at one event. I think it involved when there was a fight over the border wall at one point. One of the father's stories, uh, where there was a couple of other stories that stood out. One was the woman who was Latina. She was a legal Hispanic, immigrant into the country. She had a, a, a son who was killed in L.A. area, and it was a brutal murder. And then there was another father in Texas whose daughter was raped and murdered and left in a cornfield. And that, and I'm not sure if she was the one who was burned afterwards and had her corpse burned or if it was somebody else by illegals. The left does not care about them. So we need the border wall. Got to shift gears into another story um, and, and why... The stock market took a crash. I'm not hearing a whole lot of reports about this. No, it's not. This has nothing to do with Trump's economic policies. Evidently, uh, J&J, Johnson & Johnson, uh, has known going back till 1957 that their talcum powder was contaminated with asbestos. And they did everything that they could to fight. There was a lawsuit that one woman filed, uh, Darlene Coker, filed in 1999 because she was suspicious that the talcum she had mesothelioma which you get from asbestos well she had never worked in a coal mine she's like how did i get this mesothelioma then somebody she knew tipped her off to the fact that talcum powder the way that it's mined is often contaminated with asbestos so she files a lawsuit against J and J. they never would comply with disclosure requirements and she ended up abandoning the lawsuit because she couldn't get any documents. I don't know why she would they were not compelled to provide documents. Fast forward, now documents have been revealed. Reuters has found that going back from 1957 all the way into 2008, scientists at J&J, they all knew. And not only did they know, they hid they hid the findings while they hid from the consumers, from the public. They were they were lobbying regulators who wanted to put limits into the uh, amount of carcinogens that could be in talcum powder. There's a lot of deaths right now. So when this was revealed, of course, it caused the stock of J&J uh, to, to plummet, which caused a very negative effect uh, to the stock market. This is just unconscionable. Anybody involved in this, I, I, don't, I don't know if the, what criminal charges can be, can be filed for this, but this is a horrifying story. And I'm sitting here thinking, I used to use Johnson's baby powder. Not everybody, most people that are, are according to this article, most people that are exposed to talcum powder in small amounts and small doses never have a problem with it. Some people it gets triggered. So it remains to be seen how many people. There's class action lawsuits now involving it. But, you know, I just, my heart goes out to anybody. If this has happened to you, if you ha- are suffering, if you've been diagnosed with cancer as a result of, of this, this, my heart just aches for you. We're going to take a break, and we come back. We're going to have a little fun here on Andrea K. Show. We've actually got someone who has made it into round three of San Diego's Funniest Person Contest, which starts up on January 21st. It's Jessie Pitcock. She's going to be here. And then we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. So come on back. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Don't let your assets paid off or not go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y Law HatleyLawGroup.com.
0: FM 96.1 North County, AM 1170 San Diego. The answer.
3: Can you guys believe it? It's December, and we're getting closer and closer to a new year. Andrea Kay here, and if you're anything like me, you know it's better to give than to receive. Well, Charlie and the team at Liberty Tobacco, they feel the same way. That's why they have some incredible savings happening at both stores throughout the month of December that will allow you to give more to that special someone. I was just in the Del Mar store picking up a few sticks for a friend here at the station, and the humidor was full of some of the best cigars in the world, from Davidoff, Opus X, and Padron, just to name a few. Good thing I was able to get some recommendations that made it even easier to give the perfect gift. Now remember, Liberty Tobacco has been around since 1975, and they have two convenient locations. They're at 7341 Claremont Mesa Boulevard next to Ethan Allen Furniture and in the Flower Hill Mall right off the 5 at Via De La Valle in Del Mar. So stop by and pick up a couple of sticks for everyone on your nice list, or you can visit them online at libertytobacco.com.
10: Hi, this is Alexander Green,
2: Chief Investment Strategist for the Oxford Club. Just for a moment, I'd like you to picture the perfect stock. No doubt it would have hundreds of billions in revenue, more than IBM, Facebook, and Google. It would probably be a leader in cutting-edge technology like smartphones and robotics. It would be on the verge of dozens of blockbuster announcements. But most of all, it would be ultra-cheap, trading at less than $3 a share. Now it may seem crazy that such a stock exists, but it does. It's a cutting-edge tech company that has made deals worth hundreds of millions of dollars with Nokia, Microsoft, and Cisco, and a $29.2 billion deal with Apple. It's set to create 50,000 new jobs right here in America, and Donald Trump even calls it the eighth wonder of the world. Yet you've likely never even heard of the stock. Why? Because it trades under a secret name. To find out why the secret $3 stock can help you retire, simply go to onestockretirement.com. That's Onestock Retirement. FM 96.1 AM
0: 1170 The Answer
2: Andrea K Telling you like it is
5: All while eating a donut too It's the Andrea K Show On The Answer San Diego
3: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show We're rolling into our final segment here On Friday It's time for some Friday fun day And then we're going to wrap up the show With the Hero of the Week And Stink of the Week segment I am so excited to have this next guest on She is Jessie Pitcock She is competing for the next San Diego's Funniest Person in their contest. She's made it all the way to round three. So far, I'm not sure how many rounds there are. She's going to tell us what the, what's uh, happening in the next go round, but she's made it to round three, and it starts January 21st at the Madhouse Comedy Club in downtown San Diego. Hi, Jesse. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi. Okay, um, I always have to ask, anytime I meet a comedian, i got a good friend of mine out of L.A., um and the when i first met her first question out of my mouth i always ask how did you get into stand up cuz to me that's the scariest thing ever i'd rather jump out of an airplane without a parachute than get up and do stand up how would you get started
9: you know i hear that all the time and uh i think maybe you know just some life changes need to happen where you just are at a point in your life where you're like it's now or never and uh i literally just quit my corporate job of 5 years Wow. And decided to drive Uber and Lyft.
3: uh-huh all right, um Start so looking at a comedy club, well, so many people in comedy you know riff on their family and friends and their coworkers. Do you do that uh not really in particular, mostly uh, guys I've dated before <laughs> um so theme there's not as many fi fem- I don't know why, but it just and and I could be wrong because I don't really know that much about uh, stand up these days. But well, what's it like being a woman? Because it seems like it's mostly like a man thing. What's it like being a female?
9: It's like being the only girl that plays Dungeon and Dragons uh, or Magic the Gathering. Uh-huh. It's just you going into a creepy dark room in the back of some <laughs> establishment with a bunch of dudes in there.
3: A bunch of dudes doing what? Scary, like, <laughs> freaky things? Because dudes are, like, weird.
9: They're telling jokes about, you know whatever you know their last girlfriend or how they hate girls but then after they get off the stage of telling those jokes they come up and try to ask you out and then you're like dude i just heard i just heard your
3: (laughs) men are so stupid Right, like they didn't like you didn't hear them. Right, <laughs> right. it's crazy. Um, so when you're in a competition like this, do you do the same routine or do you try to mix it up? I mean, what is there like strategy? I mean, how did how do you make how did you make it this far? I
9: think uh, you just got to put in the work, um, and I think that you know that's really what it comes down to is uh, you know if you do the same, if you do different, you know the point is is that you're doing the work and, and showing that you're trying to really go for it. I think that that's what stands out.
3: Um last question. There you know I I've heard some different comedians that uh, told what I thought were really cool funny jokes and make me laugh. I mean, I and I and I think the that I what I love so much about comedy is that you get to just bust on everybody and mock everybody. And I, I don't think anybody should be safe from comedy. That's where we need to work it out. Do you? But a lot of people don't think so. Do you feel pressure to be like PC, like when you write your stuff? Do you feel like there's pressure that you can't go certain areas?
9: I don't, but I know a lot of people who do. Um, and, and I, you know, I don't agree with that. I think that comedy should be the one safe space that you should be able to say. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to say, but um, but yeah, I definitely hear what you're saying, and I think that is definitely a thing where some people do steer away from certain topics uh, because of that, for sure.
3: Well, I saw Arsenio Hall last year, and he just busted on everybody. He mocked and made fun of... Hillary Clinton as much as he did Trump I mean I mean nobody was safe and I just laughed my butt off the entire time but some people got up and started screaming at him and heckling him for his political jokes and it was like what do you think you know but what'd you expect you know I mean I people I guess some people today expect to go and just and only hear what they want to hear in comedy and I just I love comedians I love anybody who can make me laugh I think it's God's work in so many ways because we just need to laugh more in this country tell everybody uh where they can see you and um and good luck on the on the contest
9: well yeah you know I agree with you thank you so much and you know comedy is my safe space Mm is what I tell people so Mm -hmm.
3: I'm glad that it's your safe space, and the rest of us should be made to feel uncomfortable by comedians. That's that's how I look at it. So <laughs> it starts on January 21st, and is that where the, when they can see you at the Madhouse Comedy Club? Uh, yeah, well,
9: right now they're finishing up round two, okay. and the round threes will last for a couple of months. And so it's every Monday. Okay. I'm not sure which Monday yet, but, yeah, starting 21st. And if people want to check out me personally, they can go uh, on my Instagram at jpcomedy.
3: All right. Well, thank you so much for being here and good luck.
9: Thanks, Andrea. Have a good night.
3: You too. Um, so now it's time for Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Did you care at stinks You had somebody you wanted to nominate?
4: Yes. You know, Brett Michaels from the band Poison.
3: Yeah. Every rose has its thorn.
4: So he's a real big patriot. I didn't realize that he donates a lot of money to the Wounded Warrior uh, Project. And I guess he did a concert down here in San Diego recently, and he invited some troops up on the stage. And he said, no matter what political party you affiliate yourself with, these guys are heroes.
3: Oh, that's so cool.
4: Yeah, and, so, and he gave him free tickets and stuff and that's gave awesome. him swag. So he's my nomination for Hero of the Week.
3: Well, and you know what? Another reason for that is that if you ever saw his reality show, that alone it was so hilarious and so ridiculous. I can't even remember the name of it. So his I-
4: wig and those <laughs> eyeliners terrible.
3: <laughs> that was awesome. That's such good TV. Um, my, uh, stink of the week, I'm going to start with stink of the week, then end with hero, but mine, both my stink of the week and hero have a military element as well. My stink of the week is Jim Comey and the DOJ for ambushing a U.S. military hero with the intention of, of destroying him, not intention of, of the rule of law, not intention of following up on a crime they think was committed, but literally attempting to destroy a military hero. In contrast... My hero of the week is Gary Sinise. He recently flew on top of, and we talked about last week, about how he raises about $30 million, I don't even know how frequently, to build homes for disabled veterans. Uh, he flew 1,000 children of fallen soldiers to Disney World for Christmas. That's a hero. That's a hero. And and he deserves more recognition than he gets.
4: Google Gary Sinise uh, 9-11 tribute cars. He did these custom Dodge Chargers, and each one, he has one for police, one for fire department, and I think paramedics, and has all the name of the fallen on the car. Google it. Their cars are beautiful.
3: How cool. You know what? Memo to us. We need to to see if we can get him on the show. I know he's super busy because he does his charity work around, also still doing his TV work. Um, but I would love to have him on the show. And I love spending this time with you all. I'll be right back here Monday at 6 p.m. Till then, have a wonderful weekend. Happy Friday, Friday. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Good night, everybody.